0: The first three weeks of the NFL season have certainly been entertaining, from the dominance of the Kansas City Chiefs to what's shaping up to be an amazing MVP race between Russell Wilson and Josh Allen, and the reemergence of Cam Newton as the lead quarterback. While all this high-level play, it's easy to forget that some teams aren't so lucky to have good players. Some teams are trapped in the depths of sub-mediocrity. But who's the worst? What team is the lowest bottom feeder in the league? We here at Thickman Inc. will answer these questions today by looking at all the 0-3 teams in the NFL. And starting things off, this is going to be a tough pill for some to swallow. The New York Giants are the worst team in all of football right now, and I'm going to explain why. Start up front. They have the worst offensive line football. The run blocking needs no explanation. Tune into any game this year and you will see offensive linemen in the running back and quarterback's lap. Or then you look at the pass. And you see that against the 49ers, a team missing two of their best players on defense and their outside linebackers, phenomenal pass rushers, you see the Giants quaking, quivering, giving up pressure after pressure. I'm going to focus on him because he's a first-round pick again, but Andrew Thomas gave up four pressures against a backup defensive end last Sunday. That speaks volumes, and he is maybe their best offensive lineman. Speaking of pressures, let's talk about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has regressed as a quarterback since last season. He went from a player with some arm talent and terrible decision-making to a player with no arm talent and Ryan Leaf levels of decision-making. Over the first three games in the NFL, he has passed for two touchdowns and has turned the ball over six times. That is by far the worst tone- turnover ratio in the NFL this year. Call me biased if you want, but this was not a good first-round pick last year and will continue to bite the Giants in the backside until they move on from him. Moving over to the other side of the ball, their defense can best be described as porous. They gave up 36 points to a team missing their starting quarterback, their superstar tight end, and their two best running backs. Nick Mullins looked like Tom Brady in the pocket against the Giants' secondary thanks to their lack of pass rush and terrible coverage schemes. Unless something changes, this team will at most luck into two wins against the terrible Philadelphia Eagles and Washington football team. But hey, maybe that's what they want trevor lawrence welcome to the big apple but until the giants have a real quarterback they have officially been downgraded they are now the new jersey giants
1: while i agree with you that it's that the 49 ers they're missing all these pieces but their defense it has incredible amount of depth fred warner is still there quan alexander is still playing Jaquiski tarts are playing jimmy ward still playing there's still talent all over their defense and they have depth everywhere they're Just because they're backups doesn't mean they're bad players. Like That D-line is still good. And you mentioned the Giants' offensive line. It is, and I'm not going to sit here and defend the Giants. They are, in my opinion, the second worst team in the NFL. The Giants, if the rushing pace they are on is set to break the record for fewest rushing yards in a single season by over 100 yards, that puts in perspective how bad they are at run blocking. I don't know why their team only practices pass sets during the week, but they need to learn to start flipping some pancakes and putting people in the ground. Daniel Jones, why I am so a believer, Isaiah doesn't believe in him. He has looked like cold french fries that taste like shit. The Giants will win games this year because I think the combined record of their division is 2-9-1 and one right now, but I'll be shocked if they get more than four wins. Sunday was demoralizing. I think they're the second worst team in the NFL.
0: One thing about Daniel Jones before we move on. Fun little factoid for you. Half of his career touched down passes came in three games against the miserable detroit lions new york jets and washington fredskins other than that it is a rough rough career for daniel jones but moving on would you like to take us into your number one team tristan
1: the jets are the worst team in the nfl i think sam darnold may still be suffering and may still be seeing ghosts from the patriots game their offense is dead last in the nfl Even somehow worse than the Giants, which Isaiah said put up nine points. Brashad Perryman will be back. I didn't say they put
0: up nine points. They put up nine points.
1: Yeah, and the Jets put up seven points. Brashad Perryman will be back, but he is a journeyman. They don't have much offensive talent left. Makai Becton is gone. Le'Veon Bell comes back eventually, yes, but how much is Le'Veon Bell going to help between an offensive line that is somehow worse than the Giants, and there's there's no, there's no other talent. They don't even have Robbie Anderson to shine a bright light on their team. Sam Darnold isn't going to be able to carry this offense. The Jets' defense has somehow even been worse than the Giants' defense. This is why they're the worst team in the NFL and the worst team in New York out of all three New York teams.
0: Well, I'm going to stop you right there with two things. One, Makai Becton. And is now questionable and is quite likely to play against the Denver Broncos so he will have missed about half of football this season. But two, you don't get to call yourselves New York football teams. There is one real team in New York and that's the Buffalo Bills. Both the Jets and the Giants play in New Jersey hence why I'm calling the Giants the Jersey Giants. That's... The Jets are dangerously close to relegation themselves so I won't push it but I have some thoughts on the Jets. I'll get to them later when I open up on the team a little bit more but my second worst team in all football is the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos Broncos are the island of broken toys. They have lost their two best players in Von Miller and Cortland Sutton, and their young prompts quarterback is going to be out for three to five weeks, possibly more. And with a shoulder injury in his throwing arm, it's impossible to say if he's ever going to come back and be as electrifying as he was in his first season. And I'm sure Brett Ripon, I hope that's how you say it, is a nice guy. But if your team is only letting you pass nine times a game and bring in Blake Bortles to be your backup, they have no faith in you. In the modern NFL, it is imperative that you have a quarterback you can pass at least 20 times a game. I don't think that's the case in Denver right now. If Locke comes back and is as good as he was, his team will be much better. But until then, I can't see the Broncos winning a game on their run game alone.
1: I mean, it really pains me to say this, but the Broncos aren't going to be winning many games this year. I had them Contending with the Chiefs, basically, for a playoff spot and eventually getting a wildcard spot with Drew Locke, with Cortland Sutton, and with all the changes that they made to their offense. But when your quarterback is an injury to his throwing shoulder, to his labrum and rotator cuff, of course, right now, they're not telling us much about the scope of the injury. They're saying it's about two to six weeks, but it's on his throwing shoulder. There may still be lingering side effects if he comes back. How much will that affect him? I'm not even feeling that good if he comes back. They're not the worst team left because they actually have a competent offensive line. They still have Melvin Gordon. They still have their first-round pick, Jerry Judy. And their defense isn't completely trash. So, good luck to Blake Bortles and Jeff Driscoll moving forward, but they're the third worst team in the NFL right now for me.
0: They're not a good team. I have less faith in their quarterbacks than you do. I will say this. When you're missing your blindside pass rusher and your quarterback, those are two of the three most important positions in the NFL. When both of them are gone, it's going to be really difficult for you to win games. Hence, I hate harp on this. I was amazed why the 49ers beat the Giants so badly. But, speaking of teams in New York, or excuse me, New Jersey, that have played the Giants... I feel like I have to defend my choice here. It'd be easy to say that both the jersey teams are 1-2, and two, but I don't think that. For all the shots I've taken at Sam Darnold while on this YouTube channel, I'm not willing to call him a bust yet, but it's getting close. For all the issues that line has, if Makai Becton is back and playing, they are not his functional group. And I'm going to get sidetracked here and rave about Makai Beckton some more. His first half of play against Justin Houston, a defensive end who has previously had 20 sacks and had 11 last season, he looks simply dominant. Makai Beckton is the real deal. But getting back on track, the real issue I see with the New York Jets is players look apathetic. They just don't care that much about winning. And I get that to a certain extent. You're playing for the Jets. Which is
1: going to make you a bad team.
0: The reason for this is simple. Adam Gase. Adam Gase is a cancer of a football coach who has turned a locker room against him and has stunted the growth of Sam Darnold. Despite the comments the owner made about him being an offensive genius, I don't think that relationship's going to last long. Gase will not make it past week 8. And by then, things will have certainly looked bad for the Jets. They are going to do something similar to the Miami Dolphins did last year and rally off four or five wins late in the season and get themselves right out of the running for Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Are they going to be a good team? Certainly not. Are they going to be the worst team in the NFL? Certainly not. Oh, and for a little prediction for you, the Jets are going to beat the Broncos by six this Thursday.
1: I don't see how you can have the Jets as better than the Giants or the Broncos. At least through first the first three games, they have the worst offense in the NFL and one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I don't see how you okay. put two and two together. And they have Adam Gase as your coach, which you alluded to. When your coach is that bad, you're also going to be that bad. And it's not going to get any better with a mid-season transition. Like, yes, even if their mid-season transition is a good coach, to take over in the middle of the season isn't a good idea. It's going to cause dysfunction.
0: Yeah, so you're saying it's not already dysfunction. Tristan, the Jets, if they fire Gates, are not worried about dysfunction. It's not going to cause more dysfunction. Any new face, as long as it's not one of his close disciples, is a good change for the Jets coaching staff. I assume that will happen and based off the weakness of the Broncos I think they're going to beat them are they a good team god no but go on Tristan we've talked a lot about the Jets Broncos and Giants mix it up a little bit tell us another
1: team which is terrible the Falcons have been absolutely atrocious two blown leads so far they could easily have two wins right now if they didn't have a bunch of Juco players on defense and their special teams coach wasn't eating a bag of Doritos on the most important play of a game they would have two wins right now they aren't the worst by any means because their offense can actually produce and they are capable of getting into shootouts and they may eventually be able to outscore someone. For me, I have them as the fourth worst 0-3 team. They're not going to be in the running for Trevor and they're probably going to win a few games this year as long as they're able to outscore someone eventually.
0: There are some problems, saying they're the uh, fourth worst team, but the Minnesota Vikings are substantially worse and I'll tell you why. The Falcons were in a firm position to win two, games against at least one real team of the Dallas Cowboys and a team which was led by Nick Foles, who is a man capable of the impossible, it seems. The Minnesota Vikings have been in a position to win exactly one game, and that took some late-game heroics to even get there. The Vikings have looked terrible so far this year, and I have no problem saying it. I'm a realist. I admit the truth about my team, even when it's hard to say. I
1: did admit the truth about uh, my Against team. the
0: Packers they looked awful. Their secondary, abysmal. The cornerbacks could not play man defense. Makes me question uh, Zimmer's system a little bit, and their offense looked apathetic until the fourth quarter in garbage time. The Colts was an embarrassment where Xavier Rhodes dominated his previous team while playing zone defense, something he was previously thought he could not. And the Colts scored effortlessly while Kirk Cousins threw pick after pick. And the Titans? The Titans are simply a better team. Like, not taking too much away from the Vikings more than I already have, but they weren't going to win that game ever. If they're Henry got going, that was it. Ryan Tangle managed should get himself going a little bit, so that was it. If either of those two players had a good game, Vikings didn't have a chance, and they lost. I have no issue saying they're bad. They're certainly worse than the Falcons. The Falcons might at least win a few games. It is a real possibility the Minnesota Vikings do not win another football game. Do I think it's that likely? Will it happen? No, they're going to squeak three or four out, but this Vikings is. season is going to be a giant disappointment. I would much <laughs> rather be a Falcons fan right now and a Vikings fan,
1: there's no way the Vikings don't win another game. The Vikings have been disappointing. I thought the other team in there, which I've been completely wrong about, the Packers would be disappointing this year. They're looking like the best team in the NFC, but Kirk Cousins has been so bad that there are other Vikings fans out there calling for a tank for Trevor. I've seen pictures of Trevor Lawrence now edited in a Vikings jersey. That is crazy to think about. That being said, I think their defense is better than the Vikings. In the past, the defense has been what has gotten them through games when their offense hasn't. It's Always been great. People have always talked about it. It hasn't defined them. I think it's better than the Falcons. Their offense has superstar pieces. They have Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson had a breakout game. They still have offensive pieces, much like the Falcons. Kirk Cousins will be able to figure it out, hopefully, and that's why I think the Vikings are better than the Falcons.
0: They don't have a good defense. I'll explain to you that They're Better got than got the Falcons. The players. Falcons are the
1: worst in the NFL.
0: But the issue is, Neil Hunter got hurt, and Anthony Barr has had some injury issues already this season. He may be gone long-term, but their cornerbacks, who Mike Zimmer forces to play man defense, are slow, and that is a real, real issue when you are trying to stay in coverage of NFL wide receivers. When you have Chris Hogan torching you, beating you with his speed, that is a real, real issue. But the Vikings are going to win a game. They've got Harrison Smith. They've got Dalvin Cook. Those two players alone are enough to win you a few games, but it's going to be rough. Yeah. Eric Hendricks is good in pass coverage, but doesn't have He's much one help. of the better middle right linebackers now. in the league. All First team all pro last year. Exactly. But the linebacker is not going to win you a game. Stop trying to get me off topic. Stop trying to make me sound like you, Tristan. <laughs> Anywho.
1: The least but no, the worst The Falcons team. are clearly the better team. The least worst 0-3 team in the NFL is the Texans. Honestly, who expected them to beat the Chiefs and Ravens? Not many teams would be 1-1 or 2-0 and or even have a win from either of those games. They also had to play the buzzsaw of a front seven that are the Steelers. They still have Deshaun Watson. And when Deshaun is your quarterback, he has the ability to win you any football game. With there being seven teams that make the playoffs, I think they may even be able to sniff them. Do not count the Texans out just yet. There are still 13 games left. Deshaun Watson, Bill O'Brien, they may even make a run down the stretch.
0: Well, no, Deshaun Watson can in fact not win you any football game deshaun watson will never be able to beat the chiefs with the team he has around him now and with the coach he has
1: well, fun chiefs fact Knights,
0: they could have beaten the steelers bill o'brien managed to wind up with zero timeouts of the two-minute warning so i don't know how that happened that's a unique bit of coaching andy reed-esque in a way of course Phillies andy Reid, not chiefs andy reed but this team's bad don't get fooled They're going to win some games because I think their division's bad also. But they're not a playoff team right now. Unless something changes, they are going to be mediocre, which is something I cannot say about any other team we've talked about today. So, hey, go
1: Texans. Shout out to the Eagles and Bengals for the tie.
0: Yeah, you you saved us about five minutes today talking about you. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) That has been our show. Let us know what you think down in the comment section below. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And join us next week where we attempt to predict which team will remain undefeated until they choke in the AFC slash NFC championship game.